the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Glorious things are said of you, O city of God. In Psalm 87, Jerusalem is mother of us all. In um, the epistle to the Galatians, chapter 4, verse 26, St. Paul says, The heavenly Jerusalem is a free woman. She is our mother. So let us pray with Psalm 87, because today we're going to pray and we're going to speak about America. What is in America from heaven? Why America seeks pursuit freedom and is a symbol of freedom in the world? And is this really the freedom that the Bible speaks about? Is it the freedom that the Lord Jesus Christ came to save us from the slavery of sin? Where in America through our conservative values, the work in our public life, the practices of charity, and the administration of common goods, are we really pursuing the freedom of the children of God? Or America has an expiry date about its relationship with God, and it's building a different concept of a freedom that may not connect to God's divine will or to God's freedom. And of course, when we speak about the heavenly Jerusalem, so we're referring to a land, we're referring to an entity, we're referring to a container. America is a container of tons of populations from all over the world. They came, some to seek opportunities, some to seek freedom, some to run from slavery, some to seek the best opportunities ever that go beyond the planet Earth. Today we have billionaires in America who are dreaming to take people up to Mars, to move a human city, an entire life, to create water in planet Mars. So the dream of a freedom in America has no stop. But it didn't have a stop. Is it because God blessed it or because America today may not need God or think at least that it does not need God? So let us pray, my friends, today that uh, glorious things will happen in our country and that America will remain a city of God, this uh, shining city on the hill. That, um, as Ronald Reagan said, freedom is one generation away as a warning and as an opportunity for us all 
to know that unless we really know in our conscience that we must protect America as a city filled with the freedom of the children of God, then our battle might be in vain or we might meet an expiry date. So let us pray. God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. So for those who have their Bibles, please open Psalm 87. Psalm 87. On the holy mountain is his city, cherished by the Lord. The Lord prefers the gates of Zion to all Jacob's dwellings. Of you are told glorious things, O city of God. Babylon and Egypt I will count among those who know me. Philistia, Tyre, Ethiopia, these will be her children, and Zion shall be called mother, for all shall be her children. It is he, the Lord Most High, who gives earth his place, who gives each his place. In his register of peoples, he writes, these are her children, and while they dance, they will sing, in you all find their home. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. This is Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre, and I'm very happy today that uh, we have uh, with us in the studio Patrick Davis. Patrick Davis began his political career actually in the George H.W. Um, Bush administration in 1991. And he's not here for political reasons. He's here because he's a friend. He's a man of faith. He's an American citizen. And uh, the public life actually and his public work is a private sector of work. His family stand also as an example of a person who promoted, defended, uh, and stood for faith, for family, and for freedom. And definitely, definitely, he stood for peace in the society amidst his friends. And sometimes he challenged many of his friends as well because he sees the tomorrow. And sometimes the tomorrow is different than what we wish it to be. Since then, he has advised candidates for U.S. Senate, Congress, Governor, and in 2016, he was the Colorado State Director for um, the former President Donald Trump. In 2017, President Trump appointed Patrick to a senior leadership post at the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, where he served until 2021. And today he's with us here in the studio. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Father. Thank you for having me today. It's um, it's an honor, honestly, to have you. And uh, I wanted to ask you, because uh, the prayer that follows this Psalm 87, I intentionally chose that psalm because it is about a land, about a city, about populations, about kingdoms, and uh, and but it has a vision of peace. And definitely it's an environment thing. And um, so in the prayer that follows the psalm, it says, Lord God, your only son wept over ancient Jerusalem, soon to be destroyed for its lack of faith. And my question is here, you know, Pope Francis says, uh, he calls actually, the earth is our common home, right? The U.S. is a common home for many populations. Is the U.S. to be wept over according to your experience in politics and in the environment? Or there is a new birth in America. My time at the uh, United States Environmental Protection Agency uh, gave me the opportunity to meet <clears throat> thousands of people around the country uh, that don't work in the environmental movement, that aren't uh, part of the um, the climate change 
world out there. Uh, there are people who are who recognize that um, our country and our environment is threatened, um, and some of it is being threatened by the um, the acts of of humans. But um, there are thousands of people out there devising uh, unique ways to keep us keep our environment safe, keep our environment clean. Uh, you know the uh, the slogan for the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is to protect human health and the environment. And the uh, thousands of environmental uh, protection agency employees that I worked with take that seriously. Um, and they were willing to entertain um, new ideas and new approaches to um, really unsolvable problems. How do you take... Uh, uh, a forever chemical out of a water source, uh, and they've been thinking about that for for decades. Um, that forever chem- chemical is is killing people. It's uh, really hurting hurting folks, and in, in particularly even here in Colorado. So, um, when these thousands of agencies are working for the protection of the environment, basically they're saving problems in water, removing chemicals. So they're actually saving humanity, not only the trees, not only the earth. They're serving humanity by itself. Yes, we are able to live a better life, healthier life, and somehow. The the first uh, the first question we always ask at the U.S. EPA is how does this impact the population that's drinking this water, that's breathing this air, that's living on this land? Uh, the uh, there really are only three pathways that um, a human can can be uh, impacted by. Um, by pollution through the water, through what they drink, through what they eat, and, and through what they breathe. Does that answer that the environment is not really under threat anymore, yet it is at risk? I'm not, I'm not saying it's not at risk, but at least it's not under threat. I, I would say, say that it is evolving. I don't know that it is uh, any more at risk today than it was 100 years ago. Um, our, our industries and our populations, not only in this country but around the world, are adapting to the realities of the way that people want to live now. Um, I have this um, this thought that uh, when I run a campaign, uh, I tell my candidates, uh, be for what's going to happen because your life will be happier. Uh, if you wake up every morning thinking that I've got to fight, 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 you'll be an angry person. And I approach um, I approach my work at the EPA uh, with that sentiment. I want to be for what's going to happen, and what's going to happen is what God wants to happen. So basically seek a peace even though you are faced with wars and battles and challenges and defiances every day. Keep seeking peace, otherwise you'll fall under, basically. Absolutely. I, I think we, we do ourselves a great favor if the first thing we don't, or disfavor us if the first thing we don't do is to seek peace. I, I wanted to ask you, because we are in Colorado, we've been taking the theme of a pro-life, uh, Roe versus Wade, mm. and um, I wanted to give an environmental approach to the social issues of abortion, for instance, you know, uh, the overturning or the possible overturning of Roe versus Wade, the um, social, um, honestly, violence that it's causing, um, the First Amendment, uh, the shooting, the gun rights, uh, religious freedom, the Second Amendment, the freedom of speech. Um, When you said that in the environmental agency, you have thousands of agencies working actually to solve problems because the very first thing they do, how will this affect the life? 
the human life, basically. Right. That's why we want to take care of our home. But those social issues also affect life. They will affect the economy. They will affect uh, the population control or the population decrease or increase um, from an environmental perspective. And in your um, work with candidates mm -hmm. to political offices, mm -hmm. how much is of the environment connected to the social issues of um, abortion, um, sexual orientations, or rights, or educations, gun control, freedom of speech, uh, and I do believe also about the the, the energies. You know, like the, the people, um, whether they, we have the right to use our resources that we have in the ground, or we have to do clean energy. All of these things mm -hmm. they affect the environment, right? They all affect the they all impact the environment in some way. Uh, among Voters, in, in my experience with voters, they're not uh, overly concerned about the environment uh, unless they're maybe on the, the left side of the political spectrum. Um, uh, they're not uh, concerned about it until it's a problem for them, until their air, air quality is, is threatened. And then, yeah, they take, a, they take an interest in it. Um, you brought up the, uh, the Roe decision. If, if it is, in fact, overturned, and I pray to God that it will be, me too. That that fight moves from that fight moves from the uh, the nine nine justices on the United States Supreme Court to the thousands of state legislators around the country, and we as Christians and we as um, uh, activists uh, in the life movement have to be uh, prepared for that new battlefield. And that new battlefield um, does include some discussions about uh, the environment. We have to be smart about how we talk to voters, how we talk to... Especially conservative voters, right? Because I don't think they know that the environment is at risk but is not under threat, for instance. And we have a, we have a message to offer to that problem at the same time. I think... We do have, an, we do have a message to offer, and, and it, it is different than what you hear from the uh, the mainstream media or the left or the left correct um, and, and it's our message often gets um, shouted over and um, but we are there are several people out there talking about it um, and it <clears throat> the most effective way to talk about conservative environmentalism I believe is to approach it from a limited government and a private sector approach uh, government does not have all the uh, answers to cleaning up our environment or protecting human health. Um, we just we saw that throughout the pandemic, that governments, government solutions often miss the mark. Correct. And so um, if you can ap approach people uh, uh, with a, a private sector approach to, let's say, um, cleaning up your air, then... Um, they might be more willing to listen to it if they say, well, there's this. Or knowing that we need a birth rate to stay <clears throat> over 3.6, for instance, because this is how it used to be in the United States. Otherwise, the population is going to diminish. If the population diminishes in the United States 50 years from now, who's going to take care of all the forests of the U.S.? Who's going to take care of the water in the U.S.? You know, I think they're connected in somehow. They, they understand for life and understand for the environment. Who's going to take care of our home? Yes. We ship people from overseas? You know, uh, farmers are the greatest um, uh, environmentalists in the world because they have to live off the land that they are they're growing food on or they're putting water into. And so the, um, 
they have to be um, thinking a generation ahead. Uh, and many farmers that I've worked with over, over the years um, and also at the EPA um, do take that global Christian approach to this. This is, I'm leaving this to my, to the next generation and the next, and it, and it does new, does me no good to pollute this land. Patrick, you do see the tomorrow. It's funny that you just mentioned that, that in a Judeo-Christian way of life, we see how and what and in what form and in what in somehow state we want to pass on to the upcoming generation, our legacy, our inheritance, our land, our family. And that's partly why we believed in big families, right? I mean, yeah. Catholics were attacked in the U.S. Christians in general, they believe in big families, I do believe. Mm-hmm. And now abortion is totally the opposite, and you said it wisely. Now it's no longer the fight of the nine justices in the Supreme Court. It's going to come down to the thousands of legislators on, in every state. And governors. And governors. What did our state of Colorado do? Uh, the, the Democrats in the state legislature and our governor um, passed into law the most restrictive and heinous and... Um, horrible um, abortion legislation where it puts us on par with um, uh, with China and with uh, South Korea and uh, the reproductive health the reproductive uh, health uh, yes act or uh, something. saying that it, it's okay to kill a child up till uh, they're born and maybe even after as long as the umbilical cord is attached and somehow right. How d- details right? details yeah yeah and how how are your candidates i know i know i know you probably checked all the candidates people may not know what is your strategy when you decide on a candidate to to basically defend faith defend family defend life defend the freedom uh, defend the good economy and somehow defend um, um, the interests of um, the united states um, of planet earth how do you choose candidates well, I have this uh, rule. I don't work with people who aren't, who don't have high character, um, and that is uh, really based on their their past. Their past. Uh, are they family people? Do they have? Um, do their children like them? Uh, does their spouse want them to run? The first the first test of any candidate is: Does your husband or wife want you to do this? And if the answer is no, then you should not do this. <laughs> <laughs> because funny. for the next year or however long, you will not be enjoying yourself. Um, you won't be enjoying yourself at home or on the campaign trail. So you better get the uh, get the family involved from the very beginning. Um, it, politics has become a bare-knuckle sport, and um, it's not for everyone. Um, and you have to have a, um, a, a good, strong moral compass, and you have to you have to have some faith. A faith. Um, I, I have always worked with people of faith, um, not all Christians, some Jewish folks, um, and yeah, that's why I call them Judeo-Christian uh, principles or uh, way of life. Always, yeah, I know. So the um, in, in in almost every campaign that I've been involved in, there's been some reference to God. Uh, some reference to their faith. Um, the candidates I'm working with now, I'm working with a, a gentleman named Eric Odland who's running for for Congress here in Senate. He gets asked in Colorado, he gets asked almost every time, what church do you go to? Where, where, uh, where is your faith home? 
and uh, he can easily answer that. Um, he has a, a, good, a good, strong Christian faith. But, um, are those candidates, are they educated about the real threats, the real problems? Do they know the real solutions of Earth, or you find difficulty usually, um, especially candidates within the same party? I do not know why, whether on the liberal side or on the conservative side, they end up in inner fighting and somehow with one another, um, and there is a lots of money that goes on smearing the other candidate. Is this really the best way to spend to spend the public money or donors' money, or you know, why do they fight? If I may ask you, I think they fight because they see an advantage to themselves. They they want to win the argument. Uh, when in reality, if um, if you were having a, a rational conversation with your opponents, um, you might not talk in in, uh, in platitudes and in talking points. That you might talk from some experience that you had, whether. Let's say you, you're, you're a candidate, and at some point in your life, you might have uh, stood up for some environmental movement, um, whether, you know, and maybe it was that that wouldn't sit well with a Republican audience, but you have it, it, it's the fabric of who you are. I wanted to ask you, is the world, or is the U.S., really overpopulated, or we have a threat of being underpopulated? I want to tell you, I read an article in the Epoch Time, like a huge investigative article, pages and pages, um, a few weeks ago. And um, they actually are opposing the view of um, the Gate Foundation. The, the world is not really overpopulated. The world is underpopulated. And one of the statistics, it says that uh, China will drop down in 50 years to about 680 million. Mm-hmm. Nigeria will grow to become the second largest population on Earth. United States will go fall down, basically, to um, less than 1.6 in, in, in birth um, rate. And you just and we just see how horrendous those laws on abortion that are being passed in Colorado. It comes down to this candidate. It comes down to the city council. It comes down to the school board. It comes down to all these institutions. Are they seeing all these problems? Do they know what they're standing for? Uh, I believe if you're running for federal office for the last 30 years or, or 50 years when, when the Roe fights were going on, the, uh, the anti-abortion fights were going on, the federal candidates did understand it. They knew the, the, the field they were getting into. They knew how to talk about life. They knew how to talk about the intricacies of, of, uh, of abortion bills around the country. But if you're a state legislator, state legislative candidate, you're starting from zero. You don't have the big picture view of uh, how maybe Mississippi has a different uh, viability date than a place like Colorado has. And so um, they, they have to be taught and um, it, it's going to take a concerted effort from people who do understand this to teach them before they get into the into the campaign and make a mistake or say something that May they I, have to walk back. Can we laugh? Because both of us are church people, of course. Would you ever consider opening a seminary for politicians? <laughs> candidates? There's very little difference between uh, priests and politicians. Right? So, yes, that's true. <laughs> there really is very little difference. You're both preaching to people. I think both of them are politicians, one on the kingdom side, the other one on the earth uh, side. Was was kingdom? Uh, you can say uh, it. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, so what's the future of Colorado with the current uh, political campaignings? What do you see the strength of the conservative movement and where are the risks? We have three minutes or so. 
think the um, the conservative movement in Colorado is has been in hiding, has been uh, retreated for the last five years, uh, and it's it's going to rebuild. Uh, it's uh, Donald Trump, like him or not, he reinvigorated the grassroots in this country and in Colorado, and they may not be registered Republicans. The, uh, they may not be registered to vote, but um, the dozen rallies I went to in Colorado in 2016 where Donald Trump was there and there were tens of thousands of people at these rallies, I would walk around and ask people, why are you here? Hey, I've never voted. I'm a Democrat. I, uh, I, I, I gave up on, on politics. And this guy reinvigorated me. Whether you like it or not, he, like him or not, he really did reinvigorate the conservative movement in this country. It might not look like it did um, 20 years ago or 19, in 1980, but it's the, the elements of limited government, respect for life, respect for individual liberties is there. Do you see a candidate on that level of reinvigorating the grassroots in Colorado? Uh, well, not at, not at Trump's level. Um, it's going to take a big personality like Donald Trump to do it not only in Colorado but around the country. Um, and those candidates do come along, come along uh, occasionally. I told Eric Odlin the other day that I, uh, I have always been disappointed by the candidates I've elected at least once, and he hasn't disappointed me yet. <laughs> well, we wish all the candidates on all sides, honestly, that they allow the Holy Spirit to guide them. I asked you in the beginning of the show, I told you, what's the worst um, enemy of any candidate? You told me their personal pride, which makes him a blind and somehow. I pray that all the candidates will drop the mask of a pride and will be humble before God and before the need of this life so we can have a tomorrow and a future. In the most holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we Thanks pray. for joining Amen. us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And Join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.